Welcome to Home Mother. This is KPFT Houston, 90.1 on HD1, and I'm your host, Pat Jones, and this is KPFT Houston Community Station. Home Mother is a voice in our community which educates and informs us. There are many decisions to be made out there as a mother, father, grandparent, aunt, uncle, neighbor, birthing person, friend. Mother believes that we need to always make our choices out of rational thinking, choices that are made through education and research, not out of fear, especially fear that is imposed by those who stand to gain by our choices. It is hoped that the education you receive on this show will contribute to changing the way we birth and the way we parent. All humans are born good. I've seen more than 3,000 babies come into the world, and I can tell you that there are no bad babies or no bad humans. All babies are born exactly the same in their goodness, in their innocence, their curiosity, their brilliance, their ability to love and to trust. They are all born the same with their delight in the world and their happiness. It doesn't matter what country they're born in or what skin color they have or what language they're learning to speak or how much money is in their family. We are all born with the same goodness. We all come into the world with the same potential. If that's true, that all humans are born without hate, judgment, shame, or jealousy, then where do we learn those qualities if we're not born with them? Home Mother is here to look at our parenting, which begins probably at conception. And if we want to live in a peaceful world, don't we need to begin life in a peaceful world? If we want to teach our children peace, love, harmony, respect, don't we need to give that first? Remember that KPFT is listener-sponsored, and you are the listeners. We need your help to stay on the air. Please go to kpft.org, or you can call 713-526-5738. I am seeing that KPFT cannot continue to air this program while others are fundraising to keep us on the air. We need to do our part. We need $1,400 every quarter in order to pay for our show, The Whole Mother Show. Would you help to keep the show on the air by contributing anything you can, especially on a regular basis, so we can bring you education and information that's for you, the truths about parenting, birthing, the best information I can find. Please, again, go to kpft.org or call 713-526-5738. I want to thank some of the people who have donated. Kim Wallace, thank you. Jackie Griggs, Suzanne Jewell with Bio uh, City Breastfeeding. Uh, you can email me at any time at birthcare at aol.com with suggestions for the show or suggestions for our fundraising. I- I'll be grateful for your help in that. Remember that parenting today is the hardest and the most important job that there is out there. 
especially in these stressful times. My guest this evening is Dr. Caroline Long. She is a pregnancy and pediatric fo focused chiropractor, and she is the founder of West U Wellness. She was born and raised in Houston. She graduated from Springwoods High School before pursuing her Bachelor of Arts at UCLA. While uh, at Texas Chiropractic College, she learned more about chiropractic care for children. She discovered that chiropractic care could help with scoliosis, ear infections, colic, reflux, latch issues for infants, and more. While still a student, she heard expectant moms complaining of back pain during pregnancy and thought there must be a way to help women with pregnancy, aches and pains who wanted a more natural labor. Dr. Long was one of the first chiropractors to be certified in pediatric and perinatal chiropractic in the Houston area. When she started her clinic, Westview Wellness, almost 20 years ago, she wanted to build a practice that offered customized, not cookie cutter, treatments for patients. In addition to chiropractic services, she offers acupuncture, dry needling, cupping, functional muscle testing, and more. Nutritional counseling, decompression, physical therapy modalities, as well as many types of massage therapy. In fact, Westview Wellness has more pregnancy and pediatric trained chiropractors than any other small business in Texas. Since 2000, she has built her reputation as a caring and compassionate chiropractor for patients as young as one day old on the way to a patient who was 106 years old. She and her husband, Patrick, have two daughters, Katia and Victoria. Thank you, Dr. Long. Thank you so much for being here and thank you for everything you do for Houston. So first of all, I just wanted to ask you, to tell us a, a little more about the journey that brought you to Westview Wellness and, and its creation. Yeah, thank you so much, Pat, for having me on. I am very appreciative. <laughs> um, when I was 15 years old, I was diagnosed with scoliosis. And I thought, oh my gosh, I am going to be deformed. I didn't really understand what scoliosis was. There was one girl in my elementary school who had a very large back brace, you know, this was in the um, 80s. And uh, I, I just thought that would be my future. Um, and mm -hmm. so my mom took me to an orthopedic surgeon who said, Oh, it's not that bad. You know, look at this other kid, he's way worse. And I was like, Okay. And we actually went to a chiropractor who was more of an accident injury type chiropractor. And he said, Are you in any pain? I was 15. I, you know, when you're young, you're bouncing over the walls. And I was like, no. So he said, you don't need to come back then. Um, so that's what I thought about chiropractic, that it had to be done by a big, strong guy. And it, you know, was only for pain, um, as, as I think a lot of America thinks. Um, and so it wasn't until I was in college going, what do I want to do with my life? What do I want to be when I grow up? Um, I knew I didn't want to sit at a desk all day. I have too much energy for that um, bit of ADD, I guess. 
And uh, I met a physical therapist and thought, wow, I love the idea of helping people with their bodies and movement. And then I also met a chiropractor and this chiropractor, Dr. Paula Howell, she's still in practice. Um, She definitely was my mentor. She's 4'11 and weighs 99 pounds, maybe. (laughs) She's very petite. And um, she really helped me shape like what chiropractic was about and said, um, you know, if you'd actually stuck with that chiropractor or gone to a chiropractor during your growth spurt, because I was a late bloomer, so I didn't really hit my growth spurt till I was 15, 16. Um, she said, your spine would be straighter and you would be taller. Um, for those people who know me, I'm 5'2 and maybe shrinking. Um, but oh my goodness, I did not know that I could be taller. My <laughs> mom had no idea either. I mean, as parents, we do the best we can with the information we know at the time. Um, and I just thought, how come the pediatrician, the orthopedic surgeon, and the chiropractor never mentioned this to my mom, that something could be done that was more on the holistic side and not this large back brace or surgery. So that really piqued my curiosity. And um, she said, well, you know, physical therapy is wonderful. um, But if you go to school and stay in an extra year and a half, that was what the rules were at the time, um, for chiropractic, you will be a doctor and you don't have to take orders from anyone. And I liked that idea, which is how (laughs) Um, while I was in school, um, there were some students who were on the internet. We had a computer lab because, you know, back then no one had their own computer as a computer lab. And um, they were taking classes in Dallas for pediatric chiropractic. And that was like a lightning bolt moment in my life. I had wanted to be a pediatrician, I thought. I'd wanted to do something in physical therapy and I'd wanted to be a chiropractor. And now all of those were like merging together. So like most people, I said, uh, why does a chiropractor work on kids? What do kids need to go to a chiropractor for? And as you mentioned earlier, that's when I started finding out that not only is it for scoliosis or for athletic injuries, um, but also for headaches that kids suffer from. Um, If you ever have a a teenager, a girl who has bad periods and cycles, um, if you have ear infections in a toddler, um, latch issues in an infant, um, colic, these are things that we have seen chiropractic help with. Uh, Chiropractors, we never claim that we can cure anything. No, absolutely not. But what we're trying to do is free the body of any nervous interference that might be impacting how that innate intelligence in our body is working. And if you have, um, for instance, a kink in your neck, torticollis, when a child is born, their head might be like that for a long time. They might not be looking at things evenly. Their their eyes might be shifted. And then that growth um, just is pervasive through them um, when it could have been corrected at an early age, but parents just didn't know. They just thought they would outgrow it. So anyway, um, I really started taking classes in Dallas um, towards pediatric chiropractic and finding out what we can do. I was a young chiropractor when I graduated. I was 25 years old, eager beaver. And um, I had, I I remember it was Carol Schumacher, I think it was a midwife Mm -hmm. who said, um, you know, what's your experience with kids? Do you have kids of your own? And I was like, not yet. I mean, I, I'm married one day. <laughs> okay. Um, well, what's your experience with pregnant women? Have you been pregnant? Not yet. <laughs> I, I'm very excited. All this training. 
And so um, she allowed me to work with one of her clients. And from there, I think the pregnant women were like, okay, I'm not sure about you working on my kid, but I'm in a lot of pain. And my OB has told me that I just have to live through it, grin and bear it, suffer. This is Eve's curse, what have you. And I thought, come on, that's a terrible thing to say to a woman. Um, to say, hey, yeah, you, you have the nine, next nine months, you're just going to be in pain and you're going to have sciatic nerve issues. And, you know, it may end in a C-section for you. I thought there's got to be a better way. Um, and so using my training, using what I knew about the body, I really tried to pursue different um, chiropractic techniques. It's not all what you see on TikTok, where people are cracking each other's backs or turning their neck in extreme motions. Um, chiropractic is about restoring balance and movement to the spine and to the rest of the body. And we have a lot of different modalities and treatments for that. So that's what got me interested. Um, I know that there are many different models of chiropractic, just like there's many different models of obstetric care or midwifery or law. I mean, fill in the blank with any profession. Um, and so I wanted to build a practice. I worked in um, several different types, but I wanted to build a practice where uh, we could really spend time with each patient and it didn't feel like you were only there for a minute with your doctor, um, but that we really got to know who the patient is and, um, you know, become friends with them and help them on their journey. I, I geek out about first time moms. I like you know, everyone wants to give advice and I don't want to be pushy and tell them like my story and my advice. Um, but I want to be a resource for them. Um, it's such a special time, you know, that that's your first baby that you'll never have that again. Um, and so it's really um, comforting to me to be able to share with them my experience and what I went through and hopefully um, that can help them. I feel like though, I learn as much from my patients as they learn from me. I, I probably learn more from them. And it's just, it's very rewarding. Yes. I'm, did that answer your question? Probably yes, that's, that's wonderful. That's, that's, it's very inspiring. It, it, you, you've reminded me of my, sort of my first experience with uh, chiropractic care uh, was early in my uh, career and I had a, a baby that just cried all the time. Uh, unusual, you know, for this baby. It, it's a brand new baby. Uh, I think it was like a day old. And it, it was crying way more than what we thought. And so um, I don't even remember who it was, but I called a chiropractor that I, I, I knew of and uh, asked her to come. And she came and gave a... a, 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 a an adjustment to the baby. I mean, it was different than what we see for uh, adults, right. uh, but uh, it it stopped. It, <gasps> there was something that was happening from the baby's birth, I guess. I don't know. Uh, but you probably had that experience yourself with patients that came to you with their new babies. I, I have, I have this one little boy, his name is Joe. And I remember because his parents brought him in when he was 12 weeks old and he had not slept like more than an hour or two at a time, very uh, fussy because he was very gassy and his parents just said, he's so gassy. This is our second child. So we know how a child should be. And this one's just always in pain and, and struggling. So I did my examination and chiropractic adjustment. And like you said, it's very different for a kid than it is for an adult. 
I demonstrated to the parents on their arm, like how much pressure I'd be putting on their, you know, precious baby. And I did my adjustment and they told me that <laughs> they heard if I killed him because he didn't wait 12 hours <laughs> that night. He 12 hours. Wow. wow. And like, is he breathing? Is he okay? <laughs> what was that hair <laughs> and you know, he just obviously needed the rest of the yes. poor baby. Yes. And he needed um, things to be straightened out. Um, so we were just trying to provide the proper nerve stimulation to his bowels so that it could um, have the right contractions to get the gas out, get the poop out and just calm down. Um, that was one of my, my fun stories. Um, but like you said, I had, um, in chiropractic school heard chiropractors speak about taking a newborn infant who was crying, crying, crying. And the grandmothers kind of snuck him out of the house and brought him to the chiropractor. And he just did a little bit of squeezing here and there and <laughs> crying and the parents were like oh it must be grandma's trick you know (laughs) but it happened um but I love hearing those stories um yeah uh are there any other suggestions that you might have for parents out there like if their child is if they're noticing this this or this you know that could be a sign to to give you a call oh absolutely um so in in children, especially, we really, I, I took a um, uh, physical therapy class um, for infants and pediatrics because I really believe in collaborative care. I'm never going to say I'm the chiropractor that knows it all or is going to solve your baby's sleep colic issues. That's that's not it. I, I feel like I'm a piece of the puzzle and lactation is a piece of the puzzle and physical therapy is a piece of the puzzle. Sometimes I'm a bigger piece of the puzzle and sometimes I'm just a tiny piece. Um, so I, I went to this class and they said that infants should be able to rotate their necks 110 degrees in each direction. Oh my goodness. That is like what you see in, in movies when someone's possessed, like in, they can rotate <laughs> all the way yes. And so that's something that parents, I think, don't realize. Um, They think that, oh, as long as their child's able to rotate their head to 90 degrees where their chin gets right at their shoulder, then that's great. Mm -hmm. But actually, the chin should go past the shoulder. And so if the kids can't do that, um, then there could be a problem. Um, For women who say, oh, you know, one breast is is doing so much better. The baby prefers that breast. Um, I think that a lot of lactation consultants are also realizing and looking like, Mm, that's not how we were designed. And it is possible that you could have a lot more letdown, a lot more production on one side. But is that also because the baby favors one side? And if the fa- if he favors the left breast, for instance, maybe it's because um, he can't turn his head to the left. And so he's easily working on the left breast because he can turn to the right. Um, so that's something that we're looking at, that symmetry. Um, I always tell parents to take six pictures of their infant's head from the frontal view, but then also from the left side, from the right side, from the back, um, from the top when they're face down, and then from the top when they're laying on their backs and face up, because you can really see asymmetries there. Um, There is a psychological effect where when we look at somebody, we automatically assume that they're symmetric. We automatically assume that their eyes are equal, that their nose is in the center, that their smile is equal. Most of us aren't. (laughs) Most of us are a little bit crooked. Mm -hmm. And so when you get those pictures or when you look at a baby upside down, you can see, oh my gosh, you know, their 
head only turns to one direction or that eye kind of droops a little bit. Or, you know, if you take a picture and you're like, huh, that one eye doesn't gleam. It doesn't have that reflex with the light as much as the other consistently. Um, those are things that um, we look for as chiropractors. If they aren't um, relaxing their legs equally, one leg's always drawn up, or if they can't circumduct and open their arms equally, can't bring both hands up. Um, if they're crawling and uh, they have kind of a crab crawl where one leg consistently goes up and always drags behind, um, those are things that we look at that we ask parents, hmm, there might be something that we could explore there. Mm -hmm. If they're and they fall consistently to one side, that's definitely a sign that mm -hmm. um, chiropractic could help. That's very helpful. Uh, well, what about older children? Uh, do you have any suggestions there for what parents could look for to know that uh, you might be able to help them? Yes. So if everybody, okay, so there's a couple of things that I'd like to explore. Um, so if everybody had their kids stand up straight, you know, not force it, but just like in a, in a natural relaxed standing position, you want to look from the side profile to make sure that the hole where the ear is lines up with the shoulder, um, lines up with the edge of the hip, and then lines up with the middle of the knee and that lateral malleolus, that bone on the outside of your foot. Um, if you don't have a perfectly straight plumb line there, it could be because your child is gaming too much and their head is really forward on their devices, or they read books at night and their, their neck is jutting forward. For every inch that that ear is more forward over the shoulders, that's 10 pounds of extra weight on the shoulders. So I'm seeing all of these 11, 12-year-olds who are so tight and their parents are like, oh, it can't be. I mean, I wasn't that tight, um, but it can with all of the devices that were on these days, all of the forward leaning, um, the strain that kids are experiencing, uh, lack of exercise. I definitely see that. Um, a fun test that I like to give kids is to balance on one foot easy enough, but with their eyes closed. Can they do that for 30 seconds without touching anything? I think it's a great test for adults too. Um, but it's surprising how many kids and how many adults can't do that. 30 seconds with your eyes closed is a long time. But if you're 12, you should be able to do it. If your proprioception is thrown off, maybe because of an injury or concussion, or you're favoring one side so much, it's so dominant in your sport, like baseball or tennis, for instance, um, that could be uh, a problem and, and something that we see kids for. Excellent. Such good advice for parents. Um, I, I that, they, that parents can do at home, you know? Yes. Um, yes. So, oh, I didn't realize this was an issue. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, I was I was just thinking if I had it to do over again, I would bring my children in just for a checkup so that someone like yourself could see them without a problem. So that if we did have a problem, you would know what their um what do you call it, their range of their range of normal is. Exactly. I, I feel the same way. Um, a lot of parents bring their kids in when they are sick, when they're starting to get sick or they, they've had their third ear infection, they're concerned about tubes. And of course, we will help your child at any stage at, at, with anything. Um, but it is really nice to have them meet the chiropractor when they're not feeling ill, when they have a more pleasant experience. So they associate going to the doctor with a positive thing. And then you get a good baseline. I have a little kid right now 
who has very red ear canals and eardrums um, because chiropractors can use an otoscope to look in their ears. And I think that this is this kid's normal, but I've only seen her when she's sick. And so I'm just assuming that her ear canals are normally this pink, uh, which just seems a little bit out of range, but Mm -hmm. that could be their normal. It's nice to have a baseline when they're well. Yes, exactly. Um, Well, I'm, it's obvious in hearing you so far that it is definitely safe for pregnant women to get adjustments. Uh, but what's the ideal time for those who are pregnant to start getting adjustments? <laughs> so there's no ideal time. Um, but if I had my druthers about it, it would be great to see women preconception. Um, we have noticed that um, some of our patients who had have who have had irregular cycles um, after a couple months of chiropractic care, they're like, "Wow, my cycle has regulated, and it's not two weeks out of the month." Which is, oh my gosh, I can't even imagine. Um, but you know, it's now the regular five to seven days I read about. Um, it's more consistent. The quality is more consistent. Um, that would be great because that's just going to help with family planning if that's you know what you want to do. Um, there are things that happen during the first trimester. Sometimes women um, feel a little bit of a sharp pain um, at implantation. Um, sometimes it can happen when they're about 10 or 11 weeks along a pregnancy where there's a surge in relaxin and HCG and suddenly they're having this this crazy back pain. Um, sometimes that goes away and people may not experience it that till they get to second trimester around 18 to 20 weeks when they're starting to show things are shifting a little bit. They might, you know, be wearing a rubber band around their button in their pants or um, needing to change pants because their hips are widening. And then definitely when we get to third trimester, um, there are some things that we're checking. I'm always checking the tailbone, the uh, sacrum, which I feel is the number one bone to go out of place when you're pregnant. It's just so tender and it's being pulled in so many directions. Um, I tell women, and I'm sure you've told them the same analogy, that if you think of your uterus like a hot air balloon, there are four cords that are tethering it down, the round ligaments up front, the sacred tuberous or sacred spinous in the back. And if any of those four are off, just like on a hot air balloon, it's going to really distort things and put a lot of tension and torsion in the pelvis. So as soon as we can balance those, that gives your uterus the best opportunity for maximal growth so baby can get into the right position. And isn't that what everyone wants? Everyone wants the baby in a predictable position and pattern. I I feel like not even your worst enemy wants you to have a long labor. (laughs) Nobody wants that. So there's research that shows that it reduces labor time by on average of four hours. Wow. With chiropractic care. And that's what we try to aim for with our clients. Uh, what about postpartum care? When should a woman come back to you or come to you after she's had the baby for how long and what kind of problems might we see postpartum? Um, I want to first start by saying that I think postpartum care in the U.S. is terrible, <laughs> that we could do so much better, especially uh, one of my colleagues, Dr. Minka Patel, she lived in Spain and she was just floored by what she saw there, that pelvic PT was regular for women. And it wasn't like, oh, gosh, you're, you've done so well, you've had the baby. Okay, let's focus on the baby. Um, but moms were really taken care of, um, looking at the pelvic floor, looking at mental health, looking at lactation, if that's, you know, if they choose to breastfeed or want to try. 
Um, from a chiropractor's perspective, we usually recommend that people come anywhere from three to six weeks postpartum because everything was stretched out where is it going to go? It, it needs to come back in and it needs to come back in in a gradual manner, but nice and symmetrically. Oftentimes women are carrying the baby carrier or they're um, juggling a baby on one hip. And especially if this isn't their first pregnancy, this is a second or third pregnancy, they've got a toddler on one side that they're also dealing with. I'm sure that you know, it's ideal to nurse and have everything balanced, but it doesn't always happen when you have a screaming infant and you're just like, oh, I, I, I want to um, feed this baby as quickly as possible. I feel my letdown. Um, so we don't do things as symmetrically as possible. And that's where I think that chiropractic can aid in healing by checking that out. Like I said, three to six weeks postpartum, and then it would just depend on, um, what the mom's body is presenting with and how she's healing in terms of frequency. Um, we hear a lot today about pelvic floor. Are there things that you can help a woman with her pelvic floor recovery? I think what pelvic floor PTs do is magic, just magic. I, Oh, I don't even know. I, I, I love them. Um, what we try and support with is the bony structures. So whereas the pelvic floor PT is helping with the muscles, um, we are making sure that the pelvis is coming back together like it should. That pubic symphysis really has to widen to allow for the 10 centimeter dilation and, and the baby's head um, and body to emerge. But the pubic symphysis has to start coming back. Doesn't always come back equally. It, sometimes the left side can be high, the right side can be high, the psoas or hip flexors can be tight, which then distorts the pubic bones. And suddenly you feel like you've been kicked by a horse in the groin and you're like, what is happening? Um, uh, the tailbone, like I said, could be disrupted or that sacrum could be really painful. And so now um, women who may have had mild back pain during pregnancy or none are like, oh my goodness, I can barely walk, this really hurts. Um, so we just want to help make sure that those uh, bony structures are all coming back like they're supposed to, are all balancing out. And then I think that gives the mom the best um, chance of recovery with pelvic floor PT or um, whatever other exercise she's choosing. Very good. Um, what do you do to support parents during the postpartum time? Excellent question. Um Obviously, working on the mother and helping her body, uh, a lot of the things that we do for that sacrum and pelvis, uh, that pain goes away after you have a baby and, and your little nugget is on the outside. But now you're holding the carrier, you're holding the baby, you're nursing, you're slumped forward. And so there's a lot of neck and shoulder tension. So on oh, for my new moms, I try to teach most of them some basic exercises to do while you're nursing. Yes, while you're nursing, you can actually do some things to improve your posture, um, such as chin retractions. I call it the turtle, but um, yeah, I know you can see me on this. I hope your viewers can imagine it in their mind's eye that if somebody um, poked your chin and you caused it to go back, so you like have a double chin, that's called a, a cervical retraction or chin retraction. And while the baby is nursing, just to do 10 gentle chin retractions, make like you have a double chin for half a second, not don't go too far. Don't think, oh, if half a second is great, two seconds is better. Yes, but that will give you a headache. So just do half a second at a time when you're first starting. 10 of those every time you nurse the baby or pump, 
um, can make a really big difference in your posture and in how tense your neck muscles are too. And there's some other simple things that we teach as well. Very good. Well, oh, you asked uh-huh. about the baby. Um, one question that no one ever asked me, and I delivered um, with a midwife group and they were great. Um, I had lactation support, which was great. And people said, oh, your baby has come back to her um, birth, uh, birth weight and um, she seems hydrated and she has good number of poops and peas. Everything seems to be going great. No one asked me, how long is it taking to nurse her? They just said, good job for nursing. Great. No one asked me and it was taking 40 minutes on one side. Um, I did not know as a new mom that that was bad. I, it wasn't until my second child who was done in 10 minutes, both sides, that I was like, what just happened here? <laughs> and so later on, I realized that my older daughter had a tongue tie. And I think that's something that um, pediatricians and lactation consultants and dentists and chiropractors are starting to recognize more um, that sometimes an inefficient suck, a weak suck, a slow suck um, could be some kind of lip tie, tongue tie, buckle tie, or it could just be poor coordination. Um, even though they say breastfeeding is natural, as we know, it's it's a learned skill for moms. And then for babies too, sometimes. So um, recently we've seen a lot of pediatric chiropractors getting training and moving towards that. How can we help support um, moms and babies with body work, with craniosacral therapy, with tongue training and exercises? How can we um, work in coordination with a lactation consultant and pediatrician in this? So that's another thing that um, I have parents come in for. It's so funny. I remember one dad, he's like, well, my kid's really fancy. If she gets to go to the chiropractor before I've ever been to a chiropractor. <laughs> uh, and so I, you know, joked around with them, but I was like, look how she's fisted. Her hands are super clenched and tight. Do you see how whenever you put your finger in her mouth, she doesn't want to suck. She just bites down immediately. Do you see how like I try and stretch out her legs and she won't let it happen. She seems very tense and, and gassy. This is what we're trying to do. We're trying to help unwind them. They were all bunched up and now they're out in the world. But sometimes it takes them a while to really feel their bodies and and, uh, stretch out that fascia. So something that, um, like I said, we've been trying to do a lot more lately, a lot more awareness to parents using different techniques and then showing them what they can do at home too. So it sounds like... um by your uh, doing an exam that you would be able to tell them if there's a problem here and, and tell them what they could do to try to help the baby resolve that. Right. And that's what you were saying earlier, um, having that baseline and knowing what that baseline is. I think a lot of parents, when I point things out, like, can you see how your baby is twisted? How can you see that they always rotate their head in one direction, but their hips go in the other direction? They're like, yes, I see that. I knew that, but I didn't know what that meant. Um, I've even had a medical doctor who I was like, can you feel that there's this lump here in your baby's neck at the very top? And that might be preventing him from turning his head. He was like, yes, I could feel that, but that's not training. I didn't know what that was. Um, so helping parents connect the dots and saying like, what you're seeing and feeling is valid and here's what it means. That's what I, I love doing. I love that. I think that's so valuable. Well, what about the older woman, the menopausal woman? Um, Tell us about what you do for her. 
that's me. Um, <laughs> I do early menopause and it was a shock. Um, uh, part, I, I forgot to say this part of why I got into um, pregnancy chiropractic is also because my mom was the youngest of 10 kids. My grandmother gave birth to her in Africa um, when she was 48 years old and had wow. to Um, It was a lot, but um, she did vaginal births for all 10 of her kids, even though she was a very petite Asian woman. And I thought, if she did that, <laughs> I can do this. I mean, you know, come on. We, we're women. We're made for this. Um, so that's what I wanted to help empower women and, and help them if a natural birth was what they desired. Um, so menopausal on the flip side of that, um, again, sometimes women are n seen as just um, carrying babies and having babies. And then what about supporting them afterwards, um, after those childbearing years are over? So we do um, nutritional counseling, functional um counseling with nutrition using different lab tests to kind of see where things are. Are there um, some things that we can check with their hormone levels? Are there some uh, nutraceuticals or supplements that might support them like black cohosh or other things during this time? Are there some practical things that can work on their nervous system so they're more balanced? Sometimes it can be massage therapy. Sometimes it can be um, something called dynamic body balancing, which incorporates fascial unwinding and craniosacral um, to really help somebody get through those transitions. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times just holding someone's hand and saying, this will get better. Here's <laughs> the tips that I've gleaned. Here's some other things that I've tried, but you're not alone in this. And those hot flashes will go away. Yes. And this is normal. It is absolutely normal. Yeah. Uh, well, tell our audience a little about some of the other programs that happen at Westview Wellness. Yes. Yeah, so we really believe in community. We love working with um, our local businesses. We were in the Westview area for 18 years and we recently moved to the city of Bel Air, which is only two miles away. But, you know, sometimes people think it's oh so far. Um, and we loved integrating into both communities in the city of Westview and sponsoring things with Westview Elementary and also partnering with the Parks Patrons Board of Bel Air. We're going to be a sponsor for an upcoming fun run. Um, we also like, I feel like Houston is such a diverse city, which is oh, one of my favorite things about Houston. But because we have so many people that are coming in and out from the med center, from energy and gas um, industries, it may be a city of transplants and a lot of people don't have their families nearby. They don't have a, a good support system. So like I said, we try and be a resource. Prior to COVID, we had a group called Pathways Connect um, for parents who wanted to connect with other parents in the similar stages, explore things that were more natural. Houston has one of the best medical centers in the world, but some people feel like because it's all allopathic, there's no room for holistic care or for parents who maybe deviate from the standard AAP guidelines. And that's what I love so much about the birth fair. I mean, Pat, I've told you, you're an icon. Um, you really helped myself and so many other families to realize that there are like-minded people out there who want to be educated about how they can make these choices for their family and who may feel like sometimes just 
following the herd and being dictated to is just not quite where their hearts lie. And so I love being able to um, have groups like Pathways Connect, which we're going to restart this year, um, to have these discussions. And we don't always feel the same way about things. We don't always make the same choices. And that's okay. It's a judge-free zone because I haven't walked in your shoes, nor have you walked in mine, but at least we can share our resources and have mutual respect that we're making the decisions for our family with the knowledge that we have and with our hearts as pure as possible. Yes, very well said. Oh, thank you. Uh, are there other uh, practitioners, other services that you offer at Westview Wellness? Yes, um, we have five chiropractors total who are all um, pediatric and perinatal pregnancy certified. We have four massage therapists. Um, three of our massage therapists also do prenatal massage um, and they do pediatric massage. Like I mentioned with kids who are at a computer and looking at a device, there's a lot of neck and shoulder tension that's going on. Even kids who aren't looking at a device, they're doing schoolwork, writing, reading. So we have actually seen a rise in the number of kids who want pediatric massage. And what's so funny is it seems to be more boys than girls. It's crazy. Uh Like boys 10 to 12, 13 years old are like, I love massage. And their mom's (laughs) like, yeah, so do I, but wait a second. (laughs) Um, So I, it's so wonderful seeing these kids through their growth growing years. Um, We work with uh, various midwives and doulas um, around uh, our area, Heart of Houston Birth Center in Bel Air Open, and they we just love um, the things that they mm-hmm. offer. Um, we have one of our doctors, Dr. Ploy, who goes to speak at Heart of Houston regularly. Um, and again, back to that whole postpartum care, um, I think they're doing a great job in trying to show women that it's not just pregnancy, but it's taking care of your body afterwards. Because if mom's not happy, no one's happy. <laughs> mom right. well-rested, well-fed, well taken care of mentally and physically. Yes, very good. And it's so important that uh, women um, get the tools to take care of themselves and and the permission and motivation oh. to take care of themselves. Yes, um, I, I tease that if men had to carry babies, we would go extinct. <laughs> <laughs> uh, women are born Um, And sometimes that's to a fault where we don't um, take care of ourselves because we have this mom guilt, like I'm not doing enough. My baby wants more of my attention. I'm not, you know, at home long enough. I'm at work or I'm not working. I'm just at home, not contributing in that way. Um, I think when in truth, she's making the biggest contribution to to humanity that to make the world a better place. Correct. Raising humans is hard. Matter or a working mom or stay at home mom or working dad or stay at home dad. It is really tough and they don't come with manuals. So it's really um, good that we all support each other and that we all recognize that we have this parental guilt. Um, But the more we can work in a community and talk to others about it, then we can lean on them for support. And that's what we try and do at our office, but also um, throughout our community that we've built in Houston with Wonderful. you guys. Wonderful. And everything through the birth fair. 
Can you tell us some, uh, maybe some success stories uh, that have occurred at Westview Wellness? Yes. Um, so recently, oh, this just happened this week. We had a mom who was in labor and she was having contractions um, four minutes apart, but they weren't very strong. She was nervous. It was her first time and she had been coming to us for chiropractic care and massage work. Um, she was, I think, slightly overdue or close to her due date and just feeling fatigued, like, oh my gosh, I don't, I don't know if I can do this. Um, she came in for a massage and as soon as she saw the massage therapist, she burst into tears. It was just this huge release of emotion. Um, she got on the table and we started doing some work on her and she couldn't even continue the massage because the intensity of the contractions increased just within wow. half an hour. So wow. we got her husband and said, oh, come back, come back. <laughs> And he to the hospital and she gave birth that night, um, vaginal delivery, no tearing. It was just, you know, everything that, that um, she wanted. And we we're very, very happy for that. Um, we had another mom recently um, who was intending to have a home birth. This was her third child. And she thought, you know, the first two, I did it in the hospital, but the more I'm recognizing the power of my own body and the interventions that were placed on me, I think I want to do a home birth. So she switched to home birth and she's like, I, I know that my first two labors were long and if chiropractic can help with that, let's see what we can do. Um, oh my goodness, Pat, she delivered at home before the midwife and doula could get there. Oh, wow. <laughs> she uh, gave birth and her husband and her delivered their baby. And that's atypical. Um, but I just thought you are such a warrior, a champion. Goodness, it is awesome. Yes. Um, so she was like, I don't think I could have done it if I wasn't lined up and I wasn't, you know, yes. well, I just yeah. seen her before. So that was really cool. Yeah. Um, mentioned uh, we have some babies. Oh, so the youngest baby I ever treated um, she was a home birth and she was uh, 17 hours old. Um, it was a Friday night and her midwife was like, hmm, she's not sucking well. She's not latching correctly. Why don't you guys give Dr. Long a call and see if you can come over or, or she can come by this weekend or something like that. So um, they did. And, you know, I was getting ready to close up and I was like, why don't you come on in? Um, and Pat, I just gently touched on this little girl's jaw. This was 10 years ago um, before I had some of the training and classes that I have now, but just that tiny little adjustment. There was no clicking. There was no popping, nothing rough. Um, and I didn't even know if I did anything. I'm like, well, this is our training, but <laughs> I can't tell um, if it worked. She opened her mouth and was able to nurse right away and wow. um, with a more powerful, more efficient suck. Um, it was just amazing to see the power of the body when you can remove that interference and just help out a little bit can make a huge impact. Um, so those are some of the stories that we've had. Oh, we had a little boy in today. Sorry, I get so excited. Um, he is training for the, uh, junior Olympics in the hopes that, um, in 10 years he will be in the Olympics and he's on track. 
You competed in a huge gymnastics tournament this past weekend uh, where it's hard, his mom was saying, for um, anyone to meddle because there's so many kids and kids from around the world flew into Dallas for this event. And he came home with six medals. Wow. Oh, <laughs> at, um, you know, what we had uh, done at our office with the massage and chiropractic really helped his body accommodate to a lot of the stresses of an elite athlete. And that was just so rewarding to see. That's a great story. I love it. Yeah. And it, it, it's just too bad pe more people don't know about the value here and what it could do, how it could change their life uh, by getting rid of some of those problems uh, that they're not even aware is a problem. Oh, right. I think a lot of times we suppress um, different aches and pains. People mask it with medication, NSAIDs, um, even sometimes with the natural stuff, right? With with magnesium right. or fish oils are like, oh, this is more natural. But it's like, okay, but why are you taking that? Is there a reason why you're cracking your neck every day or having a headache every day um, or having restless legs? Maybe that's an indicator that your body has something not working correctly in your nervous system. And so that's why we try and evaluate and see if we can give people better quality health. Well, I think uh, people also have the assumption that they do chiropractic care uh, when they are hurting. I've right. injured myself, my back hurts, my neck hurts, whatever, that that's when you go see your chiropractor. But the truth is that there is so much value in just getting some uh, work done, getting some assessment, uh, finding out some things that they could do for their body to work more efficiently and, and well, more. Tell the audience more. <laughs> yeah. oh, thank you for saying that. Um, I agree. Uh, it is we, we do the orthopedic neurological range of motion test that you would if you went to an orthopedist, you know, that we learn the same test um, that physical therapists and orthopedists uh, do. Um, and then at our office, we have some computer scans that are also measuring heart rate variability. Um, one of them is a surface EMG to measure how fast your muscles are twitching. People love that one because they're like, oh, I'm sure my shoulders are tight or my back has a spasm. And sometimes where they think the pain is coming from is actually not where it's coming from. It's coming from someplace else entirely. So if we can identify where it's originating, then we can really make the biggest difference. I think that any doctor you go to see, um, they first need to be a diagnostician and get that diagnosis right. Um, and when you can do that, then you can make the proper treatment protocols. Um, so that's something that we uh, really emphasize at our office. Um, another thing, oh, I want to, I'm sorry, I all over the map, but I wanted to also tell you guys about something that recently has come more to our attention. So as I'm talking and people are listening, I want your listeners to not move a muscle and just listen to my words and think about where the tip of their tongue is. So Pat, where is the tip of your tongue right now as I'm talking? It's, uh, it was kind of behind my teeth, the roof of my mouth a little bit. Right. It should be behind your front teeth at the top. I think when we see drawings of the tongue, oftentimes it's at the bottom, right? So we assume that your tongue's supposed to be resting on the bottom of your mouth. Um, but what we're finding is your tongue should actually be floating at the very top. 
And if it doesn't float at the top, then those people tend to be mouth breathers. They tend to try and force more air because the air is not properly going through their nose. Your nose is meant to warm, humidify, and filter out particulates um, and give you maximum oxygen to your brain. But if that's not happening, then that person might wake up feeling tired, not as refreshed. They may say, oh, I got eight hours of sleep, but was it really good quality sleep? Um, is that what's, what's causing your chin to be slack? Is that what is causing your neck to always be tight or why you feel pulled forward? Um, I have adults who are like this. I have teenagers who are like this, but this is why we're seeing a lot of babies too, because um, the parents might come in thinking that, oh, we're just coming in to improve their latch. But I'm like, do you hear how your baby's like, <laughs> they're not breathing correctly wow. because, and they can't nurse correctly because their palate is not well shaped because they're not latching and all of that can lead to nose, palate, breathing issues. Um, and it's just, it's a whole cascade of things. Uh, so we see um, teenagers or young kids having bedwetting that could actually be a sign that they're not breathing well or getting oxygen. So lately we've been working with a lot of myofunctional therapists um, who are, I feel like are, are physical therapists for the jaw is what I say um, when people don't understand what myofunctional therapy is. Um, but when we can help relax that individual and they can be taught the right exercises to do, and then maybe if they need um, a phrenectomy, which is a tongue tie um, procedure, then that might happen, but they need to first learn to be aware of where their tongue is and how their palate and tongue and mouth muscles all work together um, so that they don't strain their neck. So when we hear of people who talk about like, oh, my neck always hurts. And now that I've had a baby, it hurts even more. And I'm just always sore here and I have numbness in my arms. It's like, let's look at this whole complete picture. Let's not just assume it's because you're nursing. Let's also work on other causes that could be um, leading to that. So that's also something that we try and do for postpartum, but it's something that we look at for babies. And it's even something we look at for people who are 80 years old and thinking, no, I'm, I'm fine. I've, I've just always snored. I'm like, but couldn't it be better? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Dr. Long, what a gift you are to our community. What you, you bring so much good information and uh, education for the community and and changes for people's lives and we're we're so so grateful. Um, would you tell the audience um, uh, how they could find you, uh, your new location and websites, etc.? Oh, thank you very much, Pat. I I am always humbled in your shadow because <laughs> the amount of work that you've done for our our city. Um, thank you. My called Westview Wellness and our um, social media is Westview Wellness um, or our website is W-E-S-T, the letter U, wellness.com. We recently relocated to Bel Air. We're at 5107 Bel Air, Suite 210. We're on the second floor above Lemongrass Cafe at the intersection of Bel Air Boulevard and Rice Boulevard. Um, just right outside 610 Loop, um, not even a mile outside 610. Mm -hmm. Very good. Uh, say the website one more time. Sure. It's www.westuwellness.com. 
Thank you. Thank you again for all you do for our city. Thank you. Thank you for setting standard for us all. And thank you for being on Whole Mother. Uh, if you want to contact us, we're always pleased to hear from you. Our address is wholemothershow at gmail.com. Uh, you can also go to wholemothershow.com and hear previous shows, including this one. And if you want to contact me personally, please feel free to email me at birthcare at aol.com. Thank you to our engineers, to EJ, to Edward, to Eric, for all your help to keep the show possible. Thank you out there for listening to Whole Mother. I'm Pat Jones, and this is KPFT 90.1 Houston. Thank you.